Welcome, fellow beer connoisseur, to Beer Tasters, a podcast dedicated to the enjoyment of one of life's true pleasures, beer. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Today, we'll tell you about a couple delightful beers that you've got to try. Cheers! Hello, fellow beer taster. Welcome to episode 17 of Beer Tasters. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker, and with me tonight is the beautiful and indomitable Baroness of Barley herself, Nikki Starwalker. Thank you, Lex. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the show. Thanks. How does it feel to be the Baroness of Barley? (laughs) Amazing. It's quite a title. It's getting harder every week to come up with something snappy that mm-hmm. I haven't done yet. <laughs> so uh, if you have any titles for Nikki, send them in. Beertasterspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> and what we do on this show is talk about a couple beers that we're trying. But before we get into that, uh, Nikki, do you have any happenings in your beer life since the last episode you'd like to tell us about? Sure. Um, well, we recently went to a art, kind of like an art festival sort of thing. They had brats and beer over at the Shack Art Center in Everett. And there we had a couple of beers that were pretty good, but Lex's was a lot better. I got a stout. I believe it was by Hillard's. And Lex, you got an IPA, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. So that was my recent exploits. How about you, Lex? Other than that, nothing really terribly noteworthy. However, tomorrow uh, we are meeting a listener of the show named Joe, who is kind enough to donate some of his old uh, homebrewing gear. He's recently upgraded his system, and uh, he I think he tweeted it to me, a, a picture of it. And it's this really sweet like three-tier system where he's got uh, three vessels or pots or whatever you want to call them on different levels. It's all gravity fed one to another. Uh, looks super sweet. So he has some some gear that he doesn't need anymore that, that he's kind enough to donate to us. Uh, some uh, brew pots and carboys and all kinds of stuff. But the part of it that I'm really excited about is he's got a mash ton for us. So when you make your own beer, one way that you can start out that's a, a little simpler and not quite as involved to see if, you know, if you really like brewing your own beer is you can do what's called extract brewing and and that's how we started out and you basically instead of having to make your own wort by steeping grains at different temperatures for different amounts of time and water Um, and going through the whole mash process. Instead, you get this extract, which is this like syrupy kind of molasses-like goop (laughs) that's all of the sugars and, and basically concentrated wort. And you just add that to your water and boil it and there's your wort and then you're ready to to throw in your hops and and all that good stuff and it's a great way to start out because it's a little simpler but you know you don't have as much control over your recipe because you need to make something using an extract that that's commercially available and there's only you know so many to choose from where when you do the full mash you can do 
anything you want. You can use any kinds of grains that you want and any kind of ratios that you want. And we've done partial mashes before, which is where you just uh, uh, steep some of the grains in, in the water before you do your boil. Uh, and we've done what they call a countertop mash, which is where instead of having an actual mash tun, which a lot of times people make these out of coolers uh, because you want something insulated that when you put hot water in of a certain temperature, it will keep it at that temperature for half hour, hour, however long you need to soak it at that temperature. So we tried a method I found online where you basically do that using your brew pot on your stove and a grain bag that's uh, porous. So you kind of like a giant tea bag, basically, that you put your grains in and you're able to do a mash using your brew pot on the stove. However, the only grain bag that we could find that was big enough was made out of nylon, and we were using an electric stove, which is, of course, far from ideal. And the bottom of the pot got too hot, and it melted the grain bag and released the grain into the water. It was this huge mess, so it kind of fucked up the mash, and we then had to strain all of those grains out and and it was just a huge mess and that was a hefeweizen we were trying to brew and it ended up just never really tasting right and at the time i thought wow this is a horrible beer uh but, but since then i've had commercially produced hefeweizens american hefeweizens that tasted very similar to that so i don't know maybe it wasn't quite as bad as I thought, but still not something I would want to drink. So we're pretty excited to get this mash ton because, you know, we'll be able to do full mash recipes, which will greatly open up the, the types of beers that we can make. And we won't have to deal with, you know, trying to do the countertop mash, which even if you don't melt your brain, grain bag, uh, it's kind of a pain and a hassle. Yeah, definitely. And I'm so grateful because I really think it's going to be a great donation to the studio because what we brew and create, we're going to share with you guys and you, the listener. So I think that it'll pay off for everyone. By share, she means we're going to tell you about it. We're not going to give you some of the beer because <laughs> that's for us. <laughs> that would be tough. <laughs> so yeah, we're meeting Joe at a, a tavern uh, nearby called the AFK Tavern that's a uh, pretty cool place um unless you're lucky enough to live somewhere like seattle you've probably never seen anything quite like it it's a gaming tavern where you can go and they have a lot of space where you can play board games or card games or tabletop rpgs and they have a lot of games there that you can rent and use and play while you're there and their menu is very nerdy like a lot of the drinks are are named after like star trek drinks or mm -hmm. named after things from D D or world of warcraft or, or who knows yeah it's a pretty cool place a lot of fun so that's kind of what we we've been into and ho so hopefully we're going to be doing some some home brewing soon and i'm really looking for, forward to that it's probably been at least a year maybe more since we've brewed anything Yes, definitely. And we've brewed a lot of your beers, Lex. So hopefully next we'll get to brew one of my picks, which is I think is going to be an ESB this time. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. What was the last thing we brewed? Was it that terrible Hefeweizen? Was that the last thing? I'm pretty sure that was the last thing. Yeah, that kind of turned us off to homebrewing for a while. 
Um, yeah, brewing your own beer is a lot of work. Um, it's <laughs> usually about a four hour process. And I don't think that includes the cleaning at the end because once you finally, after four hours or however long it takes, you get your beer brewed and you get it in the fermenter. Now you got a shit ton of stuff to clean and sanitize <laughs> and you're yeah. sanitizing just the whole time. So it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And we were at, what? what is the name of this bar? I can never remember it. We were at McMenamins. McMenamins. And uh, they they were pitching in their uh, their hops. They were doing some brewing while we were there. And it smelled so good. Really made me want to wanna brew again. And I tell you what, if you've never smelled the smell uh, when you throw hops in boiling water, you you are missing out. You're, you're missing probably one of the most awesome things about the beer hobby. Yes, it's wonderful. And when we walked in there, I remember the malt first. And that smell is probably my favorite, even over the hop smell. Although the hops are smell wonderful too. It just, it's all, makes your whole home smell divine. <laughs> yeah. So Nikki, why don't you tell us what you're drinking today? Okay. So tonight I have the Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale. And Elysian is in Seattle. And this was the place that we visited pretty recently. We went downtown uh, for something and we got to pop into the location where they started, where everything started and they brewed their first beers. And um, that was a lot of fun. And this beer I have had before and I knew I liked it. And you knew I liked it, Lex, and you picked this one up for me. Yep. So, yeah, I'm very uh, happy to be talking about it tonight because it's one of my favorite pumpkin ales. And I am in full pumpkin mode right now because it's fall. I just want the pump, the classic pumpkin latte, of course, and just pumpkin everything. So I had to try this and for the second time. And this one is actually a pumpkin beer that has both roasted and raw pumpkin seeds in the mash when they actually make it. And then it's brewed with seven and a half pounds of pumpkin per barrel. So that is intense to me. And it is also spiced in conditioning with ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and allspice. And it's, let's see, 6.7% ABV. And it, it only has an 18 for its IBU. So it's not too bitter, which, you know, you don't want your pumpkin to be, beer to be intensely bitter. Um, but it is wonderful. And it's just like I remember it. When you smell it, the aroma is like pumpkin pie. And the taste is too. It's very, very pumpkin. Um, and I do taste the cinnamon a little bit, uh, maybe the nutmeg, but it's just straight pumpkin. Lex, do you want to try this? I'll do it for the listeners. <laughs> He's I'll not one big for the team. <laughs> into the pumpkin beer. Yeah, that's not bad for a pumpkin beer. Yeah. Do, does it remind you of pumpkin pie like it does to me? I guess. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> if you dropped a piece of pumpkin pie in your beer and fished it out and ate it, that might be what it tastes like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just not part of the pumpkin cult. I, I don't get into the whole pumpkin thing. Yeah. I think pumpkin pie is pretty good, but but put, putting pumpkin and everything from your beer to your lattes to your deodorant, I just, I just, <laughs> I just don't. I'm not into that. Okay. <laughs> but that's pretty good. I mean, I've had some nasty pumpkin beers and that, I mean, I would drink that if I had to. So. Okay. 
Yeah, I love it. It's great. I highly recommend it if you're into that. Oh, and it has this really great um, picture of an owl on it. I think it's a long-eared owl, although I don't know my owls that well. So, um, but yeah, it's really, really delicious. And again, Elysian, Elysian Brewery has not disappointed me yet. So I, when I see them, I know I'm going to get a good beer. Lex, what are you drinking? Well, before we get to that, you know, we we talked quite a while ago on the show about Elysian because they got bought out by, who was it, Anheuser-Busch bought them? And we were speculating as to the future of their beers now that they're owned by by Budweiser, effectively. I think that's who, some one of the big three bought them out. Um, and we've never had like their mainstream stuff. Like they have Men's Room and something else that's like they're kind of low-grade mainstream beers, and, and we've never tried those. That's true. But they're kind of more artisan stuff is, or craft stuff is, is pretty good. And I mean, you know, we came back and uh, we've been gone for a year. And so it's been a year since we'd had Elysian beer. And, you know, I've had some of the ones that I had before and they don't taste any different. So if they're if they're using substandard ingredients now because they're owned by a big mega corporation, it, you at least can't tell. Or at least <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Thank you for reminding me about that, Lex. Yeah, I, I have had Men's Room Red and I had no problem with that. I liked it, but never the other ones. So Lex, what are you drinking? It looks pretty yummy. I am drinking a Pilsner, Breakside Breweries, Liquid Sunshine Pilsner. And Breakside Brewery is in Portland, Oregon. And yeah, this is a Pilsner. Pilsners are, how how should I say it? Like, I feel sorry for the Pilsner because there are so many terrible beers out there claiming to be Pilsners. You know, you got your Coors and your Budweiser mm-hmm. and your Miller. Um, I think even like PBR and like that really low grade shit like that is supposed to be a Pilsner. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe they're, I, I don't know. I don't know that they're even technically Pilsners because they've got corn and crap in them. But, you know, the original Pilsner is Pilsner Raquel, which if you've never had, you should have, you know, try the original Pilsner. It's one of my favorites. I actually like a good Pilsner. It's a great summer beer. Uh, they're they're fairly light. You know, they're not super hoppy. They're not super yeasty. They're not super malty. I mean, they're, they're lagers, so they're pretty light flavors, uh, but very well balanced. And the good ones are, are fairly complex. And the good ones also don't need to be ice cold to taste good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pilsner Urkel is one of my favorite Pilsners that, I, that I've had. It has a nice Saz hops taste to it. Another great Pilsner is Zatesh, which is probably my favorite. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was so good. I think it, that's a Czech beer, I yes. think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, any Pilsner I have, that's kind of the standard I hold it up to. So okay. when I taste this beer, I'm taste I'm comparing it to a Pilsner Urkel or a Zatesh. I'm not comparing it to Budweiser <laughs> because just about anything's better than but better than that. So let me let me take a sip of this. Okay. Yeah, that's that's not bad. It's one of the better American Pilsners I've had. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. I'd give it a solid three. 
maybe <laughs> out of out of five. Okay. Um, there's nothing just straightforward offensive about it, like no off flavors. Well, there's a little bit of an off flavor there. It's got a little bit of that American dirty sock taste, which one day I'm going to figure out what it is in our beer that makes it taste like that. Mm-hmm. It's got a tiny bit of that, but it's not bad. But on the other hand, it's not great. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some sauce in here, but I'm not really tasting it very strongly. Um, it's just kind of, eh, it's okay. Okay. It's drinkable, but I mean, I, I'd take a Pilsner Urquell or a Zatesh uh, any day. What? I had I had recently a Pilsner I really liked. Do you remember what that was? No, I don't. Let's see. Georgetown makes a good Pilsner. Uh, Rogers is, yes. is a Pilsner. Uh, so if you're lucky enough to be in the Seattle area, you know, that's a good one to try, but you can't get it really anywhere else. I'm trying to think of a widely available, well, Pilsner Urkel, yeah. you should be able to get. But if you buy Pilsner Urkel, do not buy it at room temperature because Pilsner Urkel actually spends a lot of money to ship their beer overseas refrigerated. And so if you're buying Pilsner Urkel in a store and it's not refrigerated, that means it came across the ocean refrigerated. And at some point, once it got to the US, they stopped refrigerating it. Yeah. Um, which is never good for your beer to like change temperatures back and forth. No, at it at the worst, it could make you ill. Yes. Yeah. If there's any kind of bacteria in there, they're they're gonna grow awesome at room temperature. <laughs> um, uh, so do you want to try this, Nikki? Yes, please. And Nikki has just recently uh, come over to the Pilsner team herself. She didn't used to be a fan of them, but she's oh, developing no, a see, taste for them now. I really like that. I think it's yummy. Now, it's not. I agree. It's not a Zatesh or a Pilsner Cal, but it's nicely balanced. And I like it a little bit warmer. Honestly, I don't think I've had a Pilsner that warm before. I usually drink it when they're ice, icy cold. Yeah. And... And that's kind of a good a good measuring stick of a good pilsner versus not is, you know, they, lagers are usually drunk colder than ales, mm-hmm. uh, so you know you don't want to get your let your pilsner get piss warm and flat. Well, you don't want any beer to get that that bad off. But um, a good one, like you don't have to drink it ice cold for it to taste good. Okay. In fact, you do. You know, they the the hops flavors in a pilsner are very subtle and they're noble hop sauce is a noble hop which means they're not super bitter they're more aromatic and uh that flavor does come out a little bit more as it warms up a little bit and it's kind of subtle in the balance to begin with so you know unless you're really kind of tuned into it you may not really even taste the hops a whole lot when it's really cold Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah, I admit I stayed away from Pilsners other than Rogers. A while back when we were at the Georgetown Brewery, I had Rogers and loved it. Um, But other than that, I stayed away from them because I thought they were a little bit boring. (laughs) I liked my darker malts and such. They're they're subtle, you Mm -hmm. know, And, and that's, you know, lagers overall tend to be more subtle than ales. They They're just, uh, there's less to them flavor wise, but because of that, they're a lot more unforgiving. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like an ale, like you think about like a Belgian ale, there, there are so many flavors going on there that one of those could probably be a little off and you might not notice it just mm-hmm. because it's 
a voice in a chorus, right? <laughs> yeah. But like a logger is like two guys singing a cappella. You know, if one of them is a little off, you're going to notice because <laughs> it's just going to stick out. <laughs> That's fascinating. It's <laughs> a great analogy, right? I, I just yeah. came up with that. No, it's very nice. And it probably makes it very challenging to make a good pilsner. Yeah. And, and I think lagers in general are viewed as more difficult to bruise in ales. Oh. Um, well, for one thing, you, you have to control the temperature during fermentation a lot more and they ferment cooler. So you almost need like a refrigerator or something from your fermentation vessel where you can keep it at the exact temperature you want to be at or a, or a basement or something like that. Yes. Um, if you're just, you know, brewing in your closet, um, you might not, depending on what the temperature is, you know, in your closet, you might not be able to make a good lager or an ale. I mean, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I remember way back when we were homebrewing more frequently, you really wanted to make a lager and it just wasn't possible for us uh, living on the top floor during the summer. It just yeah. it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someday. I'm I'm happy with ales though. Most of my styles I really like are ales. So okay, good. I'm I'm not in a huge hurry to to make a lager anymore. <laughs> okay, sounds good to me. I love ales. <laughs> they take longer too. So. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, we we like to get our beer now. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a good uh, pilsner. You know, I three maybe three and a half. It kind of depends. Am I grading this just as a pilsner or am I grading it as an American pilsner? Right. Because as an American Pilsner, I'd probably earn it another half star because our Pilsners just tend not to be as good. But I've never had any other beers by this brewery, Breakside Brewery. So I definitely would like to check out some of their other stuff. Yeah, I'd love to. I got that one for you. And I'll be honest. I mean, of course, I got it because A, it was a Pilsner, but B, because it's called Liquid Sunshine. <laughs> I thought that sounded great. So <laughs> I thought we should try it. Well, thanks for giving it a shot, Lex. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for getting getting it for me. I like it. Sure. All right. Well, we've talked about our beers and uh, I, I guess we, we both did okay. Um, well, Nikki's had hers before. This was the first time having mine. I, I have to admit, I was a little nervous because so far on the show, I've only tasted beers that I've had many times before that I knew I really liked. And I was really nervous because A, I know Pilsners are easy to screw up. And B, you know, I've just never had this beer before. And mm -hmm. I'm like, man, what if I hate it? Like, I don't want to rag on a beer. You <laughs> know, I'd rather talk about one I like. There's so many beers I like. Why waste time talking about one I didn't like? So right. I really lucked out that, that I liked it. And and I just want to let people know, me giving a beer three stars is, like, Pretty I'm good. very critical. Yeah. Like, yeah, three stars is good in my book. That means I would get it again. Definitely. So, Yeah. Well, if you would like to uh, reach us, if you'd like to suggest some beers for us to try or give your opinions on any of the beers we've talked about or uh, donate some homebrew equipment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think I think we're pretty much set now yeah. <laughs> until we're ready to, to expand our operation. Although, you know what we need? Oh, no. We what? need a kegerator. That's what that we need. That would be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin Loaded Dice from the Loaded Dice podcast was telling me that they got a, they got taps. Yeah, I They've know. They've got beer on tap over over where they play. So mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty sweet. Someday, someday okay. I, will, I will have <laughs> beer on tap. That, that'll be great. Oh, I'd love that. 
but yeah, if you'd like to reach us, uh, shoot us an email at beertasterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Google Plus. Just search for Lex Starwalker. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker. You can follow me at Nikki Starwalker. Please visit the website at starwalkerstudios.com where you can find the show notes for this show. You can also find our other podcasts there. Right now we have Game Master's Journey comes out every Tuesday and that is a tabletop RPG podcast and it kind of comes from the perspective of the Game Master but it's good for players too. But it looks at the tabletop RPG hobby from a broader viewpoint instead of focusing on one particular game. Uh, So if you're into tabletop RPGs, check out Game Master's Journey. Also just wrapped up the third season of Star Citizens United, which is a podcast all about Star Citizen covering the lore of the game. So you can go check out over 30 episodes of that. Wow. And we just started a brand new show, The Expanse Unofficial Podcast. And that is a fan show for the upcoming sci-fi hit TV series. I'm just going to say it because it's going to be true. Uh, The Expanse, which is going to be on the sci-fi channel, that is premiering December 14th. And we are making a podcast about it. And so until the show comes out, we're going to be talking about the cast members and just all kinds of stuff. And then once the show starts coming out, the TV show, then we're going to talk about the show as it comes out and uh, the expanse is based on a series of novels by James S.A. Corey that we're huge fans of but we're not going to spoil the show with information from the novels so obviously we'll be spoiling whatever episode we're talking about but we won't be spoiling the future of the show which is unknown so check that out and uh, also on the website in the show notes at starwalkerstudios.com you can find a link to our patreon page if you would like to support the show and support the studio and keep beer tasting beer tasters coming into your ear holes (laughs) and uh, you can also find a donate button and yeah that's all the good stuff on the website go go check it out we got a blog too sometimes we write blog posts And uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check out uh, the Beer Tasters page where Nikki did her guide to glassware. So we did an episode of of the show about it, but you can go on the show notes and she's got illustrations of all the different glasses we talked about. Mm -hmm. So you can find the perfect glass for your favorite beer. So we like to end the show with our Beer Tasters challenge. This week, try something new. Try a beer you've never tried before. And if you're feeling especially adventurous, try a style you've never tried before. Until next time, I'm Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Enjoy life. And enjoy your beer. Cheers. Cheers. This episode's music provided by Kevin McLeod. Please see the show notes for more details at starwalkerstudios.com slash beer tasters.